<laughs> Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy. Joined on the phone, I have Todd Young. Hi, Todd. Hi, I'm here, ready to go. Perfect. And we have Matt from Chapter 64. Hi, Matt. Hello. All right. You guys notice Vance is not here. He had some stuff pop up, uh, but we're going to continue on. So this podcast is brought to you by Fat AZ Musky Products. I'd say Fat AZ Musky Rod Holders because the products aren't really there. Um, we're trying. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting there. We're working through some stuff, and it's it's going to be a while, probably show season. But uh, we're working on those orders for the hard baits. Check out Team Rhino Outdoors and Musky Tackle Online. They probably are realistically the only place you're going to be getting any kind of Raptors. Uh, check out both those places. Rod Holders made a whole bunch of them, so I should be sitting pretty good for a while. Um, I don't know if there's anything low in inventory, but if you're looking to set up a boat, hit me up on Facebook on the uh, Fatty Z Muskie uh, page, and or you can hop on the website. You can hop on Instagram. You can, on the website, you have my phone number. I've been texting a lot of people that I have no idea who they are. And I feel bad because I feel like I should. So if you're going to text me, do it like, hey, this is John Smith. I got your number from the website. I want to talk about rod holders because (laughs) not a lot of people introduce themselves. And I get things mixed up. But um, haven't missed an order yet. But anyways, with that, I'll be willing to help with any kind of boat setup questions you have in terms of rod holders. And I've also been giving a lot of boat advice just on uh, basic motor setups recently, too. So that's fun. Uh, With that, I'm going to let Todd talk about Muddy Creek. MCFishingGuys.com, Muddy Creek Fishing Guys. Give us a call. Uh, We have basically just a handful of dates left in October. When I say handful, I may really mean like maybe two hands between Vance and I. I don't think there's any day in September we got available, but we do get some cancellations. So if you're interested in coming up, give us a call. We'll do our best to get you in. Uh, fishing's been really, really steady. So uh, I don't see it changing in the near future through the end of the season. We'll fish through the first week in November or so. Get a hold of us and we will do everything we can to get you out there and get you on some fish. And uh, we're going to be fishing out of Ranger boats. Vance and I both have Rangers. Vance has a new one coming in shortly. And uh, I was over at the at Vicks Marine Sports Center the other day, and uh, I got to see a couple boats sitting there that were some friends of ours that were get, getting new Rangers. So everybody's excited. There, you know, they sell Star Weld, Starcraft. The Ranger aluminum, they got me all fixed up. I spun a prop the other day, didn't don't know how, but you know they got me fixed up real quick to get me back on the water for my trip today. So I appreciate what they do for the fishermen. That's the neat thing about dealing with Vix. They're fishermen. They know the, uh, you know they know the setups for uh, uh, graphs and things like that. Uh, really good guys to deal with. They got a great selection of boats, neat, neat little place, showroom to go look at these things. Perfect. And St. Croix rods, best rods on earth. You're looking to get a new stick. I mean, this is a question that comes up a lot. Everyone asking this and that. You know, I'd say do ever, do yourself a favor, check out the lineup that St. Croix has to offer, and um, you know, find one of their fine retail outlets. You could pick it up and swing it around the store and do whatever you want. Uh, just you know. You can hands-on. That's the nice thing. A lot of these other companies, you know, they don't have the uh, outlets that St. Croix does. So do yourself a favor and at least check them out. And what else do we have, Todd? You hit three up that I wasn't ready. Yeah, yeah we have uh, we have Muskies Inc. We have Zach Baker, Baker Bates. Five or six today in my boat on Baker Bates. Zach helps us out a lot and gets us some nice baits and make quality products so uh another good day for the baker baits uh muskies inc we're gonna be talking about muskies inc a little bit we have a fellow on here that's a president and gonna be talking about his tournament uh but uh you know muskies inc i think it's really important if you're musky fishermen get involved in your local musky inc chapter they have so much to offer uh 
you know, you, you can get out of your chapters, what your chapter wants to put in. Some of the chapters are doing great things, minnow funds, working with the fisheries, you know, getting size limits changed. This has all been done through Muskies Inc. So get a hold of your local chapter. Every state that has Muskies just about has at least a chapter. And uh, it's neat to see like New York up here. They did not have chapters for a long time. Now they have two. Uh, they're getting very involved in the fisheries up here, which is great to great to see. Uh, Muskies Inc. has a lot to do with, you know, the power you have in talking to these people and getting changes made. So uh, check it out. A lot of neat things going on. And one last little tidbit I'm going to drop. I'm going to keep putting this in your ears. If you are a bait maker, a resort owner, marinas, anything like that, and you want to hit the Pittsburgh area, the best thing to do is get a booth at the Muskie Max. It's at Princecape Arena again. It's going to be early March. Hit it up, muskymax.com with an I-E. I think I got that right. I'm winging this one. Um and everyone, mark your calendars, come in, and you'll see us with bells on, possibly. But <laughs> anyways. Okay, Matt. Yes. Hit up your plug, and then we're going to get right. into this. Okay. As mentioned, I am the president of the Nittany Valley Muskie Alliance. And as Todd said there earlier, he promotes this well every time he's on. Um you know, you do get as much out of the club as you put in. Uh, the reason I'm here tonight is to speak about the upcoming tournament we have, the Beast of the East Musky Fly Fishing Tournament. That will be held in uh, Warren, Pennsylvania, on October 3rd through the 5th. Um, what else do you want me to cover there? Anything else on that? I mean, okay, so you are... I guess real quick before I don't want to miss this one. So the Nittany Valley Muskie Alliance, that is the name of Chapter sixty four, or like that is correct. Okay, that's Chapter sixty four. We've been in existence for six years now, and we kind of started out as a hodgepodge of I think Chapter sixteen members and Chapter fifty members in Eastern PA. And we're, you know, in centrally, centrally located in Pennsylvania, and, you know, we weren't represented well here. So we got a group of guys together and, you know, formed our own to try and help our local fisheries out here. And, you know, we've come up with a couple, a couple um, local lakes, and, and we're growing. We've, uh, we're up to about 65 members right now, which doesn't sound like a lot, but we started with 25. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, so, but... I guess instead of just calling you guys Chapter 64, you just went with Nittany Valley? Yes, the Nittany Valley Muskie Alliance. And a lot of them, I think, well, you know, they, they all have a name. Three Rivers is Chapter 16. Mm-hmm. Uh, Penn, Penn Jersey's 50 out of the east. So, yeah, yeah. we just went with the Nittany, Muskie, Nittany Valley Muskie Alliance. Okay, I was just seeing if there was like, hey, we, we kind of had this group started, and you just migrated and in, in kind of plumped into a... Muskie Inc. chapter. I didn't know if that if there was a story behind that name because it's a pretty long name. I just like to say chapter sixty four. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot easier. <laughs> now, now are 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 you guys like covering like uh, most of your guys fishing the Susquehanna River? Is that the, where you're at? Oh, well, we are really spread out. Um, our home waters, what we consider our home waters, mm-hmm. are Glendale Lake and Kerwinsville mm-hmm. Lake. Mm-hmm. We do have a lot of guys fishing the West Branch of Susquehanna. Um, and then, you know, we've got guys, our, our chapters to spread out, our footprint is huge. We're from uh, Clarion area to Lancaster to uh, we've got members in, in Northern Maryland. And so, nice. we, you know, mm-hmm. we got them everywhere. Yeah. Yep. It, it makes it rather difficult to do meetings and so forth, but yeah, yeah, you know, that's, yeah. trying to tie it all together and 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 like you said earlier if, if we got guys in our chapter that are active that are fishing the susquehanna then we're probably going to focus on that water yep so you get out what you put in perfect right. all right matt we're gonna we're gonna take a step back and you know as as you said you're the president of chapter 64 let's hear the life history from you know early on 
you know, just, you know, tell us everything that you want to tell us about your, your life of fishing and ultimately how it led up to where you're at. All right. I grew up, grew up in Clarion County, uh, near the Allegheny river. So we did a lot of, a lot of river fishing for smallmouth and walleye, um, up through probably college years, 2021, graduated college, moved out of the area, uh, married a girl from central PA. We moved to Penn state area and that's, you know, the fly fishing Mecca for trout in Pennsylvania started fly fishing for trout. Can I stop you right that. there? Yes, you can. Okay. <laughs> Tell me, cause I'm going to, I'm going to interrupt you a lot because <laughs> that's fine. As these questions come to my mind, <laughs> When I when I travel through the center of the state, I mean, obviously, I'm going to be corrected here. I look at those little mountain streams and stuff like that. Is there really that much good fishing there to 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 kind of have this kind of a hold on it? For trout in Pennsylvania, and, and as far as that goes on the East Coast, yes, there's um, the limestone streams out here are phenomenal. You've got some of uh, there's a uh, stream in state college goes through state college called spring Creek. And if you go down there at any day and oh, I'd say probably November through April, you're going to see cars from four or five different States. Um, they travel all over the place to get in here to, to fish these waters. And it's, it's not just that one. There's, there's several premier limestone trout waters in this area. And, and is, is it like native trout or are these, like the, the the stock trout that hold over and no they're they're what you're gonna what they're gonna call wild trout most of them because they're brown trout if they were and and brown trout you know aren't native to Pennsylvania so they're gonna call them wild they're reproducing trout that aren't typically stocked most of these waters are are all from natural reproduction um, some of them have no kill on it you're not allowed to keep them so that the you know the reproduction's really good and the the level of fish in the waters is is, uh, is unbelievable. I'm, you yeah, know, and you do have I I I mean I I grew up out in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, and there was little mountain streams, and uh, we would go up there and catch like real native little brookies in some of those streams. And I had been over to that state college area, and it is you have some big clubs out there, and what they do the 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 uh, I take guys up all the time that uh, go and hit up those streams out in that area for the for the trout fishing, they're incredible. Yeah, they're they they are, and and most of the people are coming out here. They're they're fishing for brown trout. Now you can go north and get in some of the northern counties and get into your wild brook trout, your native brookies up there. Mm. But uh, in the center center county area, the central PA, the the limestoners, they're they're fishing predominantly for wild brown trout, and you get some, you know, they do produce some some rather large fish. Like w- by rather large, what what are we talking? Inchwise, I'm just curious. Well, on those wild browns, I mean, you might average 14, 15 inches on some of those waters, and you'll get them up over, over 20 inches. Um, and I don't fish for them anymore, so I'm not going to be a <laughs> yeah, and a good indication of what what's out there right now. But uh, when I was fishing them years ago, I mean, you were catching you you would occasionally catch the the 20 incher, but I think they do pretty well with them now up into that size range. And about how big, I, I don't know why I'm fixated on this, but how big are these streams? Are they like, like three foot wide and eight inches deep or are they like, you can take a raft down them? Well, most of them, some, well, some depends on which one you fish. Spring Creek, the one I was talking about earlier is not going to be raftable. You could take a kayak down through it, but if there's people fishing, you're going to be running into them. It's, it's weightable, uh, probably. 30 feet, 40 feet across at most places. Um, it is a limestoner, so it's not a freestoner. It doesn't dry up. It's got a, a, a more consistent water flow mm-hmm. than the mountain streams. Um, and the water temperature stays cooler as well. So that's that's why all the fish are in there and why they reproduce. And the bug life in there is, is really good. You've got the other streams, um, Penn's Creek and so forth. They're they're a little bit bigger, and depending upon where you're at on them, um, the size is, is going to change Little Junietta River is, uh, you know, it's one you can wade across typically because it's kind of, it's probably 50 or 60 feet wide. So it, it's it's fairly big water for, for what you're probably thinking as as trout water. 
Yeah. So I, it's it's got a good flow. Yeah, when I think of mountain streams, I I think of like those ones where there's like a boulder and then behind the boulder is like a three foot diameter pool and it barely okay. trickles down the hill to another pool. And that's probably yeah, the, completely wrong. <laughs> yeah, these are these are typically a little bit bigger than that. Um, like I said, a lot of aquatic life, a lot of vegetation, um, very fertile water. So that it, it does real well for the trout. Okay, perfect. Let's move away from the trout now. So you're okay. so so you're you're at you're in Happy Valley. Happy Valley, yes, sir. Okay, and then then so you're trout fishing, and then what started to shift? Well, I got invited to Canada on a trip with with some relatives. Um, they were going musky fishing, and I've never targeted musky. And and I turned them down the previous year, and and uh, the next year they needed a person to go and fill out boats. So I bought a fly rod to go musky fly fishing because I've never musky fished and went to Canada and didn't know what I was doing for musky. Um, fished for three or four days with the fly rod. Never saw a fish. Didn't really know what I was doing. Um, about how long ago up. was this? This would have been about 15 years ago. Okay. Just getting in time. Frame. So we were up, I think, uh, taught some of those guys go up to the core at the lakes. That's where we were at. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So about day three. Um, and, you know, discussed because I haven't seen a fish. I went to casting rods and, and hooked my first muskie and absolutely got addicted to it. Um, come home, put the fly rods away, got out muskie gear, got a boat and started traveling and, and fishing. Um, eventually, you know, my brother and I, we kind of got into that PMTT. You guys talk about that. We started fishing it a little bit. And now we've been fishing that for, I think, the cave run one the last eight, eight or nine years. Hmm. Um, I'm going to back, and, I'm going to back you up some here. So okay. when, when you, when you were up at the Kawarthas and you were striking out, yeah. w- were you like at that time a, I'm catching them on a fly rod because this is the way I am or. Not, I don't like the way I said that. The way I am, this is this is how I fish. I'm a fly guy. Did you have that mentality that you were going to do it your way, and you were kind of against? You were. I did, and, and it, 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 it 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 humbled you enough to where you picked up conventional tackle. I did, and then I stuck with the conventional tackle for probably um, probably a good seven or eight years, strictly on the musky, and then switched over. I'm I'm, cu- I'm curious to this because it's 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 like a human nature to kind of fall into what you see yourself as, and getting yourself out of a comfort zone. Um, was it? I guess w- when you caught your first one, obviously that was enough to to jar you out of the "I'm a fly guy" mentality. Were were you snob? Now I don't want to say snobbish, but I to, say. to 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 trolling. Like, uh, was that even dirtier still? Yeah, yeah, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, talk yeah. about it because this is this is good good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah I I am kind of uh, snobbish towards trolling. Are you still to this I day? Still, yeah, I still won't do it. No, sorry. <laughs> no, it's it's all right. What what part? I'm I'm curious. What I part don't about... know. It's just I, it's just one of those things. I want to have the rod in my hand when it takes. Um. And I'm, you know, we've got members that do a lot of trolling and, and, you know, <laughs> their views and my views on it are different. I, you know, I, I consider it kind of like <laughs> road hunting for deer. You just drive around till you see it and <laughs> shoot it. But, um, and I know yeah, that's more pretty to good. That's, that's, yeah. <laughs> I know there's more to trolling than that. It's just, I, you know, I, the fact that I can see them take it a lot of times and have it in my hand and, and be right there. I don't know that that's, that's what got me hooked on it. And I just, you know, there might be a point in my time in time here that I go to trolling. You know, I'm getting older. It takes a lot to cast all day, especially with the fly rod. So, oh gosh, yeah, yeah. At, at some point in the near future, that might be an option for me. But I just still can't. I just it doesn't do a whole lot for me. Well, yeah, there's. I'm not drilling you to try to prove you wrong or anything. I mean, this is oh, I know. <laughs> this is this is great stuff because there's yeah there's people out there that will cast. And snob trollers and trollers that snob casters. I mean, I've I've seen it firsthand. And then there's not a lot of fly fly guys quite yet. 
there's, no, there's, there's, it's, getting it's there. growing. It's growing. Yeah. Okay. I, it's growing. Um, okay, so your first muskie cost you a lot of money because you went and bought conventional oh. gear, and you also said you bought a boat. Which, yeah, I went and bought a cheap boat, but yeah. <laughs> because prior to that, when you'd fly fish, it was just standing in the water, right? <laughs> yep. Pair of waders and boots. That was it. Okay. And so you got a, you got a cheap boat. What cheap boat did you get? I actually got one. Uh, it was called, it was a troller is the brand name. I think they're made in Butler. Um, Hoplite? What's that? Was it a Hoplite? No, it was called Troller was the, was the brand. And my understanding <laughs> was they were manufactured in Butler. Okay. I don't, I don't think they're in business anymore. It was probably a 16 foot fiberglass with a 50 horse, two stroke. Um, it wasn't a tiller steer, but it wasn't, didn't have a, um, power trim or anything either. So okay, it was, uh, it did the trick for me, got me around. So you hated trolling, but you, your first boat was a troller. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know? The troller. The troller. Yep. Okay. So. So then you got that, and now you did you kind of then stop doing the the trout scene? And yes, of... I did. I got completely out of the trout scene, and 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 I I might trout fish now once or twice a year, um, but yeah, typically it's it's muskies only now. But yes, the um, do you now have an? outlook of this trout stuff is easy or you just find more excitement like what made you do that, that that paradigm shift that's where something you lived for and then you got into musky fishing hard then you went into the fly fishing and now you're just eh, on occasion i i go ahead and, and fly fish you know going back to your roots is, is there like a lack of challenge that you feel or is there anything you can explain on that well, I can't really, I, I do kind of look at it that way. I mean, if, when I, when I was doing a lot of trout fishing, I could go out and in a couple hours and catch, you know, 15 to 30 trout and, and probably not think much about it. Um, and then the, just the pure challenge of the muskie and the, it, you guys know what it's like when they take it at the boat side, it's just, there's nothing like it. Yeah. And, it's like you having know, a 500 trout compare. on the line at once. <laughs> well, <laughs> And it doesn't compare to a 12-inch trout sucking a dry fly off the water. So, you know, there's no comparison. So, I, you know, that just the excitement of the take and, and you know, the challenge of getting them to take is, is what, it, I you know, kept me in that in that world. I might, you know, it might be one of those things, too. You go back, but I can't see it happening anytime soon. Okay. And then what made you want to go into the PMTT? Well... <laughs> I guess ego as much as anything, like, like, you know, my brother and I, we, we think we can fish and, uh, we fished the first tournament we ever fished. We came back was a, a chapter 16 event. And, you know, we didn't, we didn't know what we were doing. We, we fished buckhorn in, in September and we were throwing bucktails and catching muskies. And we fished a chapter 16 tournament in November and started throwing bucktails and, you know, in three feet of water around stumps thinking we were going to win a tournament. Um, How'd that yeah, we got some, yeah, well, we caught as many as everybody else in that tournament. It wasn't a fish caught. <laughs> but, uh, I think other people had a, No, it was on uh, Tynesta Lake, actually. Oh, okay. So, um, but yeah, we've learned a lot from since then, and um, so we yeah we just we decided actually our wives got us uh, us entered in that tournament for Christmas one year, and uh, first year we went down, we finished in the top ten, and. <laughs> we got hooked on it and the guys down there, everybody comes into that. You know, we really liked everybody's friendly and outgoing and, uh, we just really liked it. Um, all the people and we've, uh, in that one down in cave run, we finished second, third, uh, once each. So, you know, we don't, we didn't do too bad. So about well, every four years well. you're, you're on the podium. Well, yeah, we actually took second and third and back to back years. And then we're like, well, we're next year we're due for first, but that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, but funny. it's fun. We enjoy it. Great. Now, did you upgrade boats since since the first troller? Yeah, I have, and I keep doing it. So I, you know, it's I I had to get a river boat because I do a lot of fishing in the river, and, and that took a little explaining to my wife. But you know, once I related it to her shoes, you know, you got 
fresh <laughs> shoes and, and running yeah. shoes and all that. So I got a river boat and a, and a lake boat. So, so I got that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm still not, you know, I'm not driving a ranger around or anything. I don't, I don't, uh, have a super nice boat, but I just actually bought another one this past weekend. So what'd you get? I got a G three, uh, a guide V one seventy seven. It's a 17 and a half foot V for the 60 horse four stroke. Mm-hmm. Nice. So that's kind of an upgrade for me. Yeah. That those are nice boats. You know, I, uh, I kind of like what Greg Thomas says. Todd, do you remember what Greg Thomas says about oh, Rangers? Geez. Okay. I hit I, you. I, I, I hit you cold. He says, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to have like a, a 2020 Ranger. It'll be 2035 when I get it, but I'll yeah. have one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I work too. So, yeah. So, but yeah. And, and yeah, you know, it, it works for me. I don't run those big boats too often. My rip, my, what I call my lake boats because of Pennsylvania's restrictions and stuff. And, yeah. um, should talk was a little far for me, but, uh, it, it gets the job done when I need it to. Very nice. So then, when did you join Muskie's Inc.? I joined Muskie's Inc., and like I said, I started with Chapter 16 out of Pittsburgh, and that's probably been, I'll bet that's been probably 14 years ago, shortly after my first uh, hookup with the Muskies in, in Canada. So I've been a member there with Muskie's Inc. probably about 14 years now. And then as Chapter 64 kind of, came to be a handful of years ago you you just did you jump into the president role or did you work your way in how, how did that work <laughs> well i kind of got it by default is what i would say we yeah started, it's very hard had... to win a presidency in, in a muskie chapter there's always lots of competition and debates and you know, oh yeah campaigning <laughs> and funding yeah. and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Collusion. Well, basically, basically, sometimes if you're not at the meeting, they might nominate you, <laughs> and that's exactly pretty much how it works. So. Yeah. But yeah, we're we're kind of the same way. Our our uh, and I, the president that started the club actually moved out of the area, so we did need somebody, and um, I guess I was the the best of the worst. So that's <laughs> that's why I'm the president. Um, but you know, we do we really do have a pretty good club now. We've got. Um, a lot of active members now we've done a lot over the last couple of years to, to really, I think, solidify our club as a legitimate club and helping out uh, the beast of the East that we, you know, we're going to talk about, I think a little bit is, um, is our main fundraiser for the year. And what we do with that money is um, we're purchasing mus- muskies and stocking in Kerwinsville Lake. We're buying purebreds and have a program set up with the state, to do alternating stockings with them. And this, this Kerwinsville Lake's an 800 acre lake. Reminds me a little bit of Tynesta Lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to stock purebreds in it on the odd calendar years. And the state's going to continue stocking their purebreds on the even calendar years. And then after we do, we committed to doing a three, three stockings with them. And then they were going to reevaluate after, that and see how the purebreds did versus the tigers and then maybe change their stocking for the lake in the future do, do you are you rooting for one i'm rooting for purebreds i'm you know i'm a purebred snob i guess um <laughs> you don't want them synthetic fish i you know and that i don't and and the thing is you know i know everybody debates in pennsylvania and, and you had jared in here and on jared sarah's um talking about the chance of natural reproduction with this lake the west branch of the susquehanna is what feed, feeds it so there's there's a good in, uh flow of water in and then the, the outflow uh you know they always go through the dam so you got that below it so one reason we wanted purebreds in there is there's always a chance of nature happening and there being some reproduction and, and bonus maybe fish. a self-sustaining population so that that's one reason we want the purebreds in there as well. Okay. Or so that's that's kind of our thoughts on it. I don't know how realistic they are, but like I said, I do I prefer purebreds pure over tigers anyway. I'd really like to have a tiger lake close to me. That'd be fun. But all I have all these pures, I'm tripping over them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can come down. We're having a tournament on this one on Saturday. If you want to come down and fish. Uh, 
a tiger tournament that this Saturday we have one. Well, t- it's, t- t- it's the actually, what's that? I was going to say there's like a day notice, but talk a little bit about that one real quick. <laughs> it's it's going to be a one day tournament. It starts at uh, eight a.m. It's on Kerwinsville Lake. Goes to six p.m. It's uh, accumulation of points. So if you catch two fish at thirty inches, you'd have a sixty inch or sixty point day. Um, and we go by the most points per per person. We'll probably get somewhere around 30 people come in fish it. Um, the lakes actually fished pretty well this year. There's been, I know, of several 42 to 44 inch muskies caught on it this summer. Oh. Um, so it's it's been fishing real well, and it's got a lot of small fish. The the state's tiger muskies in there are doing real well. Good. All right, that's our plug. You guys got 24 hours to figure this one out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so then that leads us up to you, you, when did you, you know, pick up the fly rod again and, and, and start chasing? With well, the... Essentially, I started that when we started the club. When we started our club, we, you have to have 25 members to start a, chap, uh, a Muskies Inc. club. So we got our 25 members, and out of those 25 members, at least half of them were, were fly guys. And they were very instrumental in, in getting the club set up. Um, so I started talking to them. You know, you fly fish for trout in the past, so you start talking. And um, they got the bug back in me, and I, you know, got some insight on what I should be doing there as far as rods and reels and line and flies. And they gave me all that, and I started dabbling in it. And then we started this Beast of the East tournament, and I thought, you know, I can catch muskies anywhere. So, <laughs> so we'll just grab the fly rod and go. And we did and, uh, didn't catch any of the first couple of years, but that, that's how I got back into the, into the fly rod. And, and for muskie was essentially through the club. Okay. And then, uh, you, you got the beast of the East tournament going now. Yes. We, we, this is a little bit, you know, Todd, I think you talked about this on the show way back when, but, Tell us your little involvement with the first Beast of the East. Yeah, I, I, it, I, maybe it was the first. It was a flood stage. I went with our, a fellow that used to guide with me. Uh, Jarek. Yeah, yeah Jarek, and he has a drift boat, and we, we were going to go up and do some floats around the Allegheny, and it was a flood stage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, major flood stage so we we ended up we went up and launched on tyanesta lake and launched like up above where we usually park the cars and pulled around up there the first day and then we get up into the feeder like the the uh the outflow of the tyanesta a little bit and fish there but i was really the boat guy he, he and his brother were really into to uh fly fishing and i was just sort of playing around with that drift boat i didn't really run take much fish. Yeah, yeah, you were allowed to have three guys, and two guys could fish, and I threw a couple flies out. But uh, yeah, it was uh, yeah. What was your impression of the tournament? Some fish caught. Oh, there was some great. There was a great fish caught. There was a couple couple fish caught, and there yeah. was one really good one. Yeah, uh, that that first year, the winning the winning the big fish was forty seven inches. So. I was just going to say it was close to four foot, and I remember. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and a lot of a lot of good people, you know, a lot of people showed up. Uh, I think you guys, man, you're getting guys that come from a long way to fish that tournament, correct? That is correct. We've had, we get them from Canada quite often. Um, it, it's kind of gotten more localized, but yeah, in that first tournament, we had them for probably four or five different states. Yes. Um, yep. Yep. But yeah, that was in April, and it it was at flood stage, and we were concerned. We almost canceled it that year because of the yeah. The water floor. <laughs> it was a, yeah, it was uh yeah, without a motor we were kinda yeah. stuck and to doing something. But well, yeah, you guys had Todd the Bod behind the, the oars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was paddling upstream through the Allegheny. Yeah. Did you Todd, did you stay for the, the banquet dinner then? Man, I, I mean we went to the one we went I know we went to the meeting beforehand. I can't remember where that was. You know, we stayed at my uncle's camp up in Forest County there. Okay. Yeah. And then went over. I don't remember going to the banquet afterwards. Okay. And that's, yeah. We do yeah. a raffle afterwards, and that's where, you know, we give out all the prizes and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Actually, that year it was in uh, 
what was it the like the moose club or the elks club in yes the yes yes it was a club yep yes yeah, and then now we've changed it. We do everything out of the days in and worn, so it's it's a little bit nicer. Mm-hmm. What so what bodies of water are you going to be allowed to fish in the tournament coming up here in October? The the tournament waters are are from Kinzu Dam, the outflow of Kinzu Dam down to the city of Franklin, which in in river miles is is roughly seventy three miles. I was going to guess sixty. That's a huge stretch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 seventy three. I confirmed that today looking at it because I I wasn't real sure. I, told somebody it was about 65 but it's it's 73 miles and then we also have Tynesta lake on it as you mentioned and we do mm-hmm. the outflow of Tynesta lake down to the confluence with the allegheny mm-hmm. uh, last year and you know like i said we, we're doing this in october now last year a lot of the fish were caught out of Tynesta lake in the outflow between the the dam and, and the allegheny river yeah yep. Do but you, it was high last year as well. It was, it was really high. It wasn't as high as it was when you fished in April, but it was mm-hmm. it was uh, high again. Do Do you have a a theory on why you think you know disproportionate amount of those fish were caught in that stretch? Well, I, I know on the typically I would my team would be fishing the river, um, but the, the the river flow was was really high last year, so we fished the lake. Uh, and there were some boats on the lake that probably would normally fish the river. Yeah. But, but with the height of the river. So that's, I think that's why a lot of them were caught out of the lake. They have more guys fishing it. And then that outflow, that outflow, there's a ton of fish in there. I mean, all year long. Um, mm-hmm. so that's just a, that's just a great place to catch a muskie. So, and, and I knew the one team last year caught five muskies and I think they all came out of the, the outflow there. It's a pretty good day, especially with a fly. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys know what they're doing. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I tell what I consider myself as a musky guy who fly fishes. Then we've got a lot of guys that come to this that are uh, fly guys who musky fish. And then, you know, I think there's a little bit of a difference, but I think you're getting the mix of those guys there and and they're starting to be more musky fly guys that are, that's all they do. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, Okay. So, Tynesta Lake, the stretch of Tynesta before it hits the Allegheny, and then essentially the middle Allegheny from Kenzu all the way down to Franklin, which is where French Creek meets it? Correct. That okay. is correct, yes. And that's that's the stretch of water. Do you have, I'm sure you probably looked at the stream gauges and stuff like that, do you have a feel on how you think the waters are going to be? I know we're still it, about a month out, but... Right. It there they'll be they'll be fine if if you know we don't catch a hurricane or something. But mm-hmm. um no, I think I think we'll have a lot more guys on teams on the river. If if it gets blown out then I think you're gonna have the same thing. The guys fishing the lake and the guys fishing the outflow of Tynesta. And then also like the first ten miles before any of the big tributaries come into the Allegheny, um below Kinza will fish well even if if the water's up. Do so you wanna those Explain that a little bit. I mean, I understand it, but ex- explain why that would be. Well, you know, it's a, it's a tailwater. They're releasing the water out of the bottom of the lake, so it's going to – it keeps a pretty constant temperature all year, and without any of the tributaries mudding it up and, and getting it higher, they, you know, they can regulate the, the outflow, so they can keep it down a little bit or raise it up. And I know in the past we have requested them to, to have it at a certain flow. Did they and I'm listen? not the guy. Um, not. I think they did one year, and then the other year they didn't. So you know, we we had a little bit of luck, and I think they changed people at the Army Corps that were you know running it or whatever. So I, they they did oblige us at least one year. Then I think the next year they didn't. So, and you know, the guys that are requesting that they know more about the river flows and that than I do, and. Um, I actually liked it lower than what they requested, but I don't have any say in that apparently. Okay. Now, in in previous conversation with you, you've also, you know, you fished this tournament and you also said you won it, correct? That is correct. What, two, two years ago. What's that? I was going to say, when was, what year was that? We won it two years ago. Uh, we caught three muskies. And then last year we took second. We caught two, I think a 38 and a 43 um 
Very nice. And then we pay out top three, top three teams get prize money. And then uh, we do give out prizes for the top three longest fish as well. I think two years ago, the second year we had it, we had a guy catch a, a 50 and a half inch on the fly on the Allegheny. So that's, that's an Allegheny pig especially on a fly. Yep. Yeah, that's that's an incredible fish, uh, especially on a fly. Now, was he in a boat or was he on the bank? Do you remember? No, he was he was in a boat. Most guys are going to be in boats. I don't know many guys that do any waiting on this. And some of them are going to be in drift boats. Uh, we run jet boats, and a lot of the guys are going to run jet boats. Um, so you know, it's it's their choice. We do offer a shuttle service. So if they're going to, you know, guys are going to come in and do drift boats, we can hook them up and get them from you know take out to put in places and do all that stuff so it's it's not a inconvenience for those guys to have to worry about that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have, have you fished out of a drift boat i have never fished out of a drift no i have not todd no. i know you have yeah what 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 do you what's your opinion on it i mean the the setup and stuff I didn't get to fish it you know the only times i've been on it that much were on the lakes and the couple times i did go on the streams, they were kind of blown out. So we, but I could see that, uh, I mean, that would be a really cool trip to say, okay, we're going to fish this, you know, we can do these 15 miles in today's tournament, you know, and like get dropped off and get picked up down below, you know, that would be, that'd be a cool way to do it. You know, they fish nice, you know, it's nice to fish out of. Uh, but there's no bow mount, so it's a no, guy. No, I never got to. I never got to do it. Uh, but I'll tell you, even that day when it was very high water, we had to we had to get back up to get the boat on the trailer, and we went upstream in that high water in the Allegheny River, and you could do it. You know, it took, took some working, but it's. Uh, I think you know, some of those guys put motors on their drift boats too oh yeah i think i've yeah, seen that yeah too, so. oh yeah yeah yep yeah they'll take up to like a the one i was on will take up to like a six horse and i think jerick has a motor on there now uh but it is neat how they can hold position like i was jerick taught me a little bit about it and you know even though there was a lot of flow with just a little bit of monkeying around with those oars you could just sit there and old position you know there's an anchor also you just drop the anchor and fish through some certain areas that's where i think it would be neat to do the drift and you know i remember taking uh you know canoe trips down that stretch of the river beautiful scenery beautiful way to fish you know you get to a nice area we would just pull the canoe towards the bank and fish those holes but in that drift boat you could actually like just drop anchor fish it a while and then lift up and you know meander on downstream yeah, and that that's one reason we have we you can fish three people on a on a team on this, and and one reason is to have the third person in those drift boats being able to to paddle and maneuver maneuver the the boat around while the other two guys fish. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, those the, you watch those drift boats out in there, it looks like it's effortless to to keep them in you know in one spot and keep the guys in the in the good water. Okay, so. Todd and I and Vance joked about this back, I think, when Todd was uh, doing that, the first tournament. Could you put rod holders on one of those boats with a fly rod and troll plugs? Like, is there an honor system on that? <laughs> troll flies. Yeah. Troll flies, you, you might be okay. But, troll and uh, plugs did get kicked out. I, I, I guess, you know, yeah. what would be, what's the line on tackle there? Like, not for a pun, but. It you know it's it's conventional fly gear with traditional um, material to be used tying. We we have a few uh, limits on what you can use. You can't use treble hooks. Uh, we changed the rule that we had on it last year. That was we last up until this year it had to be barbless hooks. Um, we did change that. You can use tandem hooks. You can use like two single hooks in a in a in a row. Um, and then your, you know, your traditional fly gear lines and so forth. I don't know that we have a, <laughs> anything in the, in the rules about trolling them though. So <laughs> essentially you probably could throw that out the back of the boat and start, start going. 
Um, Paddling downstream. We may have to change the rules. <laughs> oh, that's why I'm here. Is I gotta I gotta find yeah. these loopholes, close them up. Yeah. Couple project you, X's. After day, and... half, <laughs> after day and a half of casting, everybody will be putting them on the in the rod holders yeah. and trolling them though. <laughs> Drifting right. down through, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I was just thinking, you know, that guy that's in the middle that's rowing the drift boat, he has one straight out the side, and he's just sitting there jigging it, you know, rocking back and forth, letting that thing jig back and, you know, up and down as he's holding position. He's dead sticking a fly. Well, we're only you know, only two guys are allowed to fish at one time in those three-person teams. Okay. If there, was two, if there was two people in the boat and he was paddling, we'd let him do that. Okay, so pretty much like two rods in the water. Exactly. Yeah, only two guys can be fishing at one time. Okay. Two guys. So if there was a single guy, he could have dead sticking one rod and fly casting <laughs> yeah. the other. I'm going to keep there, finding there, you're this. Into, <laughs> uh, you're back into more rules. It, we don't have any one-person teams. It has to be a two-person or a three-person. <laughs> <laughs> we got that one fixed. All right, let's uh, let's do this. Let's knock down some of these rules so I don't keep making these dumb hypotheticals. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, like I said, we, we kind of covered them. It's a two and three person team. Um, fly fishing only. And here's the rules. I'm going to read it. Okay. This means commonly commonly available rods, reels, lines, tippet, and leader material. So you couldn't throw any of your trolling rods and stuff. Um, no treble hooks, like I said. And and I mean that there's not a whole lot more than that. You are allowed to wade. So if you want to get out and wade it, you can you can do that. And you have um, a buddy nearby. Yes, you have to have your partner has to be within, I think, a hundred feet of you or something, something along that. Okay. And you're not allowed to be within a hundred feet of another team, just you know, just kind of being respectful. Um, and that's, I mean, we have eight rules, and that's pretty much all of them right there. Anybody <laughs> other than the uh, registered uh, anglers are allowed in the boat, so you can't have a photographer or something in with you. Um, and that's that's essentially it. Okay, so pretend I'm fishing fishing it. Me and Todd are fishing, and mm-hmm. we catch a fish. How well, how do we you know let everyone know that we've caught this fish and that it's all accurate? It's it is a CPR tournament, so it's catch photo release. We give you you'll get something at the captain's meeting. We have the captain's meeting on the Thursday before the tournament. And you'll get a um, something that you're going to have to hold in the picture. So you need to get a picture of the fish on some sort of measuring stick. If it's not a bump board, it's got to be something that's legit, um, rigid. It can't. I don't think it can be a, you know, a sewing, uh, like an inseam tape or something like that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got to you got to get pictures of it on 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 the measuring device. You've got to have your. Um, picture the the thing we give you to have in the photo and then you know you you can tell the difference between a a 42 inch fish and a 32 inch fish so if someone comes in and they've doctored it up you can tell Uh, and i don't think we've ever had that happen and it's not you know this the prize money we're giving out isn't huge so it's it's not something that we've ever really ever been overly concerned about but that's that's it you've got to take a photo of it a couple of them and turn it into us we need to have them turned in, you know, the first day ends at, I think, 6 p.m. And we've got to have the any fish caught turned in by 730. And then um, the second day, you have to have them turned in like an hour and a half after the, the ending time as well. Okay, so you you hit on that there's a, a meeting on the Thursday prior. Then, yes, sir. you know, whatever, gun goes off Saturday morning, people can go fishing. I imagine there's probably no fishing allowed between the meeting and opening day, or is that, you know, how does that one work? We don't actually uh, say that anywhere. Okay. But it's kind of, you know, unwritten, I guess. But um, most of the guys are coming in for that, that uh, the captain's meeting. It's late enough that they're not going to get the fish after. Most of the guys are coming in to, you know, they're coming in and pre-fishing a day or two. Um, but after the captain's meeting on Thursday, and it's late. I mean, it, it'll start at 7:30. It'll probably be an hour long. Um, this year, I'll mention this too: is is we're I've been in communication with Jared Sayers, 
I want to have Jared come in that after the captain's meeting and, uh, you know, talk to all these guys, you guys have had him on, uh, you know what he's like. Yes. So, and I've talked to Jared and he's, he's good with it. I just got to make sure we have the time in the room that we can do that. And, and I think we can give him a pretty captive audience with okay. all these guys mandatory to be there. So it, that's one thing we're going to do a little different this year. Okay. Just do that. Nice. And I got off track. I forgot what we were talking about. Oh, that's okay. It's it was... going to be a, so it's going to be a three day tournament, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's just a two day. We have the captain's okay. meeting Thursday. We fish all day Friday. Friday's tournament hours okay. are seven to six. And then Saturday's okay. seven to mm-hmm. four. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't go into Sunday. And that gives you yeah. Sunday nice. to get home. Correct. Yes. Okay. I, I we, like that. We have that. We have that banquet Saturday night, and there's usually some uh, uh, adult beverages, you know, going around there. So, you know, you don't have to get up Sunday and have to rush home or go fishing or anything. So um, we have a nice dinner afterwards in the raffle. Okay. And uh, how many people have typically signed up, and what are you anticipating for? Uh, we've been pretty consistent with having around 50 people, 22 to 25 teams. Um, I thought this year we might get more than that. Our registrations have been slow. We have a registration deadline of uh, Friday, September 13th. And we have, I don't know what we have now, eight or 10 teams probably. But uh, I was hoping that we, we we're limited to having 50 boats on it. We have not gotten close to that. I was hoping we would get somewhere around 30, 30 teams this year. I'm kind of anxious to see if we get it with, with the few, the few registrations we have, I think we'll be stretched to get that. Mm-hmm. I, I expect we'll be around that 50 person mm-hmm. uh, number again with 22 to 25 teams. Mm-hmm. Um, have, you know, I know you said in the, in the, the first tournament, you had some, you know, several people, uh, from you know out of state different states and stuff like that has that been consistent are you still getting that kind of a draw or you just kind of think you're pulling from this you know more of a demographic area around this i i and i don't know why but i do think we've lost some of the out-of-staters um i know a couple of them that came the first time weren't musky guys they were fly guys and uh i mean they tried targeting muskies and thought you know maybe i don't know if they thought it was gonna be easy coming in here and doing it but those guys haven't come back. We have had uh, people from Canada come down, I think, in at least every tournament. Um, but I don't, I don't know why we've lost some of the out-of-staters. Um, and we've, we've had them coming in from – and it might have been that first year when it was flooded out. That might have had something to do with it. Mm-hmm. And we, cha- we changed the date completely. We did it April that year. Now we're all in October. So I don't know. You know, that could conflict with um, – schedules and everything but yeah predominantly we're getting pennsylvania guys in it now okay a lot of people from chapter 64 um you know there's there's not a ton we actually do have a couple teams getting in it this year that are are not your traditional fly guys i mean they these are gear guys that just because of the number of fly guys we have in the club have just started getting into it and they're going to come up and do it and i I would venture to say that probably I know four guys coming up and I, out of those four guys, I only know one of them that's caught musky on a fly rod. So we're going to have a lot of rookies fly casters up there for muskies through our club. But you know, the other members we got coming up, we probably have another out of the 50 guys that we normally have probably 10 of them or chapter 64 guys. It's not bad. Not bad. But you know, there's there's room for for more. Mm-hmm. Well, Todd, do you have any do you yeah. have any questions? No, I mean, you know, I think probably a lot of that has to do with opportunity too. You know, when you guys started this, you know, the fly fishing has really taken off, and you know, I see that there's other opportunities for these fly guys now too, uh, tournament wise and things that are going on throughout the country, but. uh yeah, I mean it's 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 fun. I've caught them on a fly. It's a it's a lot of fun. I take guys fly fishing out here on Chautauqua every year for them. I got some guys coming up uh, here in a, on about a month that uh, that's what they want to do. You know, how many how many guys you typically do in a year up there, Todd, on the on the 
guiding with the flies? With the flies, I've had this year. I've had a couple, couple different trips for the guys. You know, they usually, uh, you know, sometimes the wind just is so bad that 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 we can't do it. You know, but a lot of guys will bring their gear and they throw it for a while. You know, and I have I have. I've had, you know, sort of the situation you're in, you know, I've had guys that are like, I'm going to get one on this fly and, you know, uh, somebody's throwing the conventional Raptor or something and, you know, they're up four to nothing. And, uh, you know, sometimes the fly guy, if he gets a, he gets a follow or gets a strike, I mean, that's all they wanted. <laughs> yeah. They got him. And, you know, he's like, look at that, man. That was so cool. Yeah. Expectations are different. <laughs> they're they're diehard you know and i yeah. can't and andy was saying a little bit about the flies and you know i have a fly here that's caught numerous fish i've caught them and the guys that brought it they gave me this fly and i mean it's really cool it walks a dog but with the fly guys you know I'm, i've i've no one's tied it on yet i keep telling them well, i got this fly here you want to try this and they're like no i made i made this fly I'm going to use this one I made. I'm like, okay. You can. Yeah, that's, that's the fly guys <laughs> that's for you. That's, that's the fly guys. That's that is. Yeah. 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 I said, you can try this. Look, and then a lot of them will look <laughs> at it. Oh, I see what he did. He put this little thing in here. That's <laughs> why it's doing that. But they won't put it on. Oh. <laughs> like, I, I would put it on if it was me. But, <laughs> hey. <laughs> it looks just like a perch. It catches them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's interesting. It, it's neat, you know. Matt, do you make your own flies? I do. Yes. Are are you uh, very partial to your own makings, or are you not proud and you'll take other people's stuff? I won't use anybody else's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. I don't know if I can say that. I mean, can I, I? This isn't that ignorant, but I'll. The guy who got me into fly fishing explained it this way. Hopefully, I don't offend anybody. Um, but using somebody else's flies like masturbating. It gets the job done, but it's not the real thing. So, that's, 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 that's what I've, that's what's heard, yeah. Uh, that's, yeah it gets that's, the job done, it's not the real thing. <laughs> so, yeah, I won't use somebody else's fly. Well, now um, that you uh, pretty much soiled my thoughts of stuff like that, so. <laughs> Sorry. Can you edit that? <laughs> no, we're keeping it. All right. No, I mean, I, I, I like, I like no, when, when someone has like these, these, I don't want to say hard lines because obviously yours broke down when you were just getting your butt kicked back on the Kawarthas. <laughs> yes, it did. So, I mean, I, I, I think it's great just to hear some of these, you know, rationales and stuff like that. And, you know, it's, you know, I don't, doesn't bother me one bit if you or don't use a bait someone else yeah. made. <laughs> and I'll, I'll do what Todd's guys do. I'll look at the flies that they've made yeah. and you know, copy them, but I won't use yeah. those. You won't use it, yeah. yeah. That's the honest to gosh truth. That thing has been in my boat now. That was probably seven years ago, and uh, it has never been tied on. <laughs> and didn't you catch a fish on that one? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. So did, did the. Uh, did you feel it was less of an accomplishment because you didn't tie it? I threw five. Ca- <laughs> I threw my fifth cast with a fly, Andy. I, I know you worked hard for that fish. Yeah, five. I've not taken many more because I know I've watched everybody else do, well, and I know yeah. I got very, very lucky. Well, it, it, it took you a half hour to get those five casts out because it takes seventeen yeah. casts. No, mine were fairly short. I'm not really much of a fly guy. I was not throwing it too far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's funny. There's an art to it, for sure. Casting everything. Oh, yeah. And the hardest part I find is hooking them. I can get them to take. I just can't hook them. That, that, that's been our biggest problem, like, you know, the, the getting them hooked. Yeah, keeping them hooked, yeah. Keeping them hooked, yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And I know some guys that have been getting some, and they're doing what you're not. What you're saying, you're not doing a tournament, and they've, they've tied a fluorocarbon, like, treble on the back, yeah. stuff like that. And that's where we've been catching some of the fish. You know, if it wasn't for that on there. What's your uh, opinion on the treble hook? Whose opinion? Yours. No, I don't like the treble hook. No, I'm, I won't. On a fly, I won't. I wouldn't use it. Is I'm, there is there a reason? Um. Uh, not really. I guess not. I've really never thought about it. I mean, I'll throw, you know, plugs with three sets of treble hooks on. Yeah. Um, so I guess, no, I, I, there's no real reason. Now they, they, they do take a fly in my opinion, a muscle take it differently than a, than a lure. Um, 
I mean, typically if you catch them on a lure, that whole floor won't be down in its throat. Mm-hmm. They, take, they take a fly, they inhale that fly. And I'm assuming because there's no weight to it or whatever. When they, if you see them take a fly, you will, that fly will be completely engulfed. You won't see any of it hanging out. Um, I would be afraid of them taking that if he had a treble on there, taking it too deep and not mm. being able to get it out um, more so than on a plug. Well, there goes your catch rate. It's going to go up, up, up. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> so with the kill rate, I don't like that. So yeah, I'll, I'd rather miss them than kill them. Man, that kind of sounds like using someone else's fly. It does. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, well, this is, uh, is there anything else you want to promote about this tournament? Early registration ends when? Or September registration? 13th. Registration ends Friday, September 13th uh, at 5 o'clock. It would end to Friday. So, That's um, in a week. If there's any, that is in a week, yeah. I thought We're it was in like time. two weeks. That's why I, I actually bumped Gearman from this spot tonight to put you up. I'm uh, like, I'll give you as much time as possible. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, if I got on next week, they would have had one day just like you guys do to get yeah. to tournament on Saturday. So. <laughs> hey, we do our best. <laughs> yeah. But, no, I do appreciate it. I, I do listen, and I heard you got you guys you do a good job of promoting at the beginning every time. So, I, And then you guys do a great job with Musky Zinc, too, promoting them. And like, like Todd says, I think every week, you know, you're, you're going to get out of it what you put into it. So if, if you're interested and you want to be a, be a member and there's something – that you know these clubs aren't doing that you want to do show up and talk and and typically you're going to be able to get done what you want done i think a lot sure. of times at least yeah. our clubs that way yep yep for sure i think so, this is a and, classic example of it i mean i i don't know all the chapters you know personally but i don't know any other chapter that is based off of what you've said more dedicated to the art of fly fishing for muskies as compared to other chapters, I know there's just like demographic stuff, different chapters, you know, tend to cast more, tend to troll more, you know, things like that. So, I mean, it's, it's neat to have this diversity, you know, and it's just yeah. like the chapter, you know, just a little bit east of my chapter. Yeah. And one, one thing we have that probably a lot of them don't have, we actually have a fly fishing director as part of our, you know, our board, um, because we have so many members that are into it. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever you ever throw any flies down at Cave Run? We I have. I've never caught okay. anything on them. We'll yeah. pre-fish. Yeah. We'll pre-fish with them. And every mm-hmm. year we go down, we're thinking, you know, it, this is going to be the secret. No, nobody's going to be fly fishing. It's going to be a yeah. slow bite, cold front. Yeah. You're gonna they're going to want to yeah. take these flies. And I've never seen a, a musky follow one down there. Mm-hmm. So it hasn't mm-hmm. it hasn't worked. Yeah, I was just wondering. Yeah, I'm sure you could. I mean, I'm sure you could. I mean, the fly is just a presentation. That's the yeah. bottom line. Hook a hookup percentage now. Yeah. There's there it's a little bit tougher, but uh Oh yeah. If you get in the right water and throw them. Now you I just need the BMC. right situation up here. I just need the right situation. You know, there's days up here when the fish are going crazy in the shallows and it's not real windy and I'm motoring through with the trolling motor. And I think about it often, you know, I was like, Man, I wish they had to fly a fly guy today because they could catch them. Yeah. You know, but when the wind is blowing 15 miles an hour those guys just have a hard time you know there's a little bit of time of letting that thing sink and yeah, uh, yeah that, that that's, wind, that's the problem we run into that wind blowing you could get a four odd hook in the back of your head pretty easily yeah yeah i dodge them yeah yes <laughs> so yeah. yeah that that's the problem fishing a big lake big open lake like this you know yeah. that's why i think so much of your fly fishing is going on you know in, in the the streams and stuff, you know, you don't aren't dealing with that on the big. Yeah. And I agree. I think you do. Most of these guys are river guys and, and mm-hmm. moving water guys. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I, I'm the same way I'll throw when I'm on moving water, I'll throw flies. If I'm on a lake, typically I'll throw gear and, and gear like there's yeah. a lot going on and the, mm-hmm. like said, the wind's not blowing, then I'll switch. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, well, Unless you guys got something else to say. I mean, this is the time to say it. We'll wrap this one up. All right. Let me give you a, a, an email address if anybody wants an, an application for the beast. Let's hear if it. You, uh, e- email me at NVMA Inc., Nittany Valley Muskie Alliance Inc., at gmail.com. I will send out applications. 
And what does registration cost? It's $125 per person. That gets you the Saturday night meal. We give a, a gift card out for a Friday night meal that you at, at a local place in Warren called uh, Ribs and Bones. And then you get your, you know, your swag bag uh, for entry, which is going to have shirt and, and some other little gadgets in it. So you get two meals, two days of fishing, and yeah, some a chance, a chance at champion. winning it all. A yeah. chance, yep. And then, like I said, we do the, the our big money maker for this whole tournament isn't the entry fee or anything like that. It's the uh, the raffle on Friday or on Saturday night at the banquet. We have probably last year we had roughly seven thousand dollars in donations that we raffled off. This year we're going to have hopefully similar. We got rods and nets and bump boards and all kinds of stuff that musky anglers need. Yeah, I'm very nice. Tell you what, I mean, if you're dealing with about you know seven large right there, and you have you know around fifty people, there's a good chance you're going to go home with something. Yes. Yep. Most people would do win something. Hmm. That might be worth just signing up, not fishing, and showing up there, <laughs> getting a couple free meals, and <laughs> yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> but you do have to be registered to get into the raffle. So yeah, we wouldn't let you in just to do the raffle no i mean i would well i'm gonna be out of town this weekend uh no that's that's the corwinsville never mind i'm i'm all mixed up um we we did that promotion early on for the the tiger hunt and i keep thinking it's like in two days but anyways um yeah so you sign up you get two free meals and you could have a chance to win some good stuff and go fly fishing if you're like me and don't even have any fly gear you could just eat and hang out and go win some cool stuff i i bet if you needed fly gear we could we could dig some up for you i'm sure you guys guys probably have yeah you're talking to andy he still holds a spinning pole upside down (laughs) yeah that's that's what they think but (laughs) that's the new way no yeah because reeling it backwards right-handed is so much cooler (laughs) yeah um, I thought of you today, Andy. I saw someone doing that off the dock. Well, yeah. maybe I was teaching him. I thought, what was that, Andy? No, it's not Andy. Did they have a really cool <laughs> Amish hat on? He was. He he had a big sombrero on, yeah. Well, he has two great things going for him. Tell me he had a cutoff. <laughs> he was not wearing a cutoff. It's a little chilly up here. He had long sleeves on. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. Any guys, anything else? Nope. Sounds good. Get involved, guys. Go get in your local musking chapter and check out that fly fishing tournament for fly fishing. Yes, Perfect. good Thanks time. All, guys. All right. Thank you for taking the time and, and joining us and, you know, kind of promoting this and, you know, it's, you know, helping out your club, getting all that stuff out there. That's great. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. All right. And um, wrapping up the show, big thanks to Fatty Z Muskie Products. Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, Musky Max, coming up in March. Uh, listen to the beginning if you're just hearing about this. Ranger Boats, Vicks Marine, Sports Center, St. Croix Rods, and Baker Baits. Is that everything, Todd? Sounds like everything. All Musky right. Musky Zinc. It's starting to be fall. It's nice. Um, at least Beautiful. around here, temperature's been fantastic. Been a bit windy, but... Hopefully, where you are, uh, water temps are starting to cool. The fish are starting to get active. Uh, Thanks for listening, and good luck fishing.